Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. How do we know if we're building a Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, by your family's fruit. We are starting a new series based on Galatians 5.25. It says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, keep in step by the Spirit. One of the words for Crazy Cool Family this year that we feel like God has given us is culture. And we believe that building culture is deeply dependent on walking with the Holy Spirit. So how do you know if you're building Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, buy your family's fruit. What are the fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Our heart is for parents to learn what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us live like this. The Holy Spirit is in us and we can bear fruit. We will unpack a fruit of the Spirit and we'll share a crazy cool definition and a declaration for you to use with your family. Listen with your family. Listen with your family. So come on, let's take the next few months and learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit together. Holy Spirit, bring on the fruit. Welcome, welcome. We're excited you're here as we wrap up our Fruits of the Spirit, Bring on the Fruit podcast series. Hi, Sue. Hello. We are, yes, we are wrapping it up with self-control, the... I would say the, I don't know, the hardest fruit and the one that as parents we go after the most with our kids. It's the one that we want our children to have because it's so tied to their behavior. We even have a whole course on it in our relational discipline course in base camp. If you want to go listen to it, we talk about moving, how to move your kid from parent control to self-control. And it's, um, yeah, it should be the goal of every parent. Self-control is, um, you know, we, we talk about the definition is the ability to control thoughts, words, or actions. And we're welcoming today our oldest son, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hey, guys. We're excited you're here with us. Michael is just, um, we really think, I mean, uh, we like it that all our kids have various levels of self-control. It's good. <laughs> but I mean... Uh, well, as we were going through and assigning all the fruits. Michael's a self-control winner. Yes. he. We, Macy and I both were like, Michael, we could have Michael do that one. Michael would be really good at that. And so I'm just excited for him to share some of the um, places that he has learned and implemented self-control in his life. Well, and, my, and just a little background, Michael's 23. Yeah. He just graduated from the University of Arkansas with a degree in management. And he is about to move into the work world he is not married yet so therefore um but yeah so we're really excited to talk about self-control i think it's at the end of the fruits of the spirit for the reason because it is it's almost like a fulfillment of it we have control over our we and and control is can be a misused word it's really about victory victory over our thoughts words and actions and aligning them with what god would want for us I agree. I think that self-control is the last one because the others 
sit on top of it. They, they, you know, they, you, the love, joy, peace, you have those things. And on, honestly, I think that all of those are super positive. You know, we, I mean, we want to walk in all of them, but kindness, goodness, gentleness, those all seem to have to do with us and how we interact with someone else and self-control does too, but self-control starts with the word self. And so to have to work on ourself to, so that we do have the, we can, we do um, have control of our thoughts and our words and our actions, then we can do the love, joy, peace to others. But to have self-control, I mean, we have to not hit others, not yell at others, not do mean, terrible things to each other. So let's, <laughs> let's see what scripture says a little bit about self-control. Yeah, I think it's interesting. There's two Proverbs that, and this is a time when Solomon's there that battle is very important. But he says that better is a patient person than a warrior and a one with self-control than one who takes a city. So uh, he would value someone with self-control more than a person who's a, a mighty warrior. And, and, and the one that's like it is Proverbs 25, 28, which it says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. So it really is. You think about it. When we don't have self-control, we allow the enemy to break through our walls and to get into our hearts. And it really happens to our children, too, mm -hmm. and cause all kinds of things, lack of self-control. In fact, let me ask you this question, Michael. From the people you see in your life, I mean, you're in this stage of where you're seeing a lot of people, college, young people transitioning. What do you see as the value of self-control versus the... Um, the um, dangers of not having self-control in, in the people that you know in your circles? That's a good question. <clears throat> I um, I think the most, maybe the most practical or common sense that I see it play out the most is really like, like a relationship with technology, uh, mm -hmm. more in particular a relationship with our phone. Um, I was even talking today to somebody at work who's like, hey, I wanna get off my phone more. What is that like, how do you, what do you do? Not, a, not like I have all the answers or anything. But we were just having a really good conversation and <clears throat> thinking of uh, pursuing every, all my actions are pursued with intentionality. And so that I don't want there to be um, ever a time where I'm just like grabbing something with no intention or watching something with no intention. Um, I think that, I think the, like the relationship with your phone, I mean, everyone does it. You just pick up your phone because you're not doing anything in the moment or you're, you're doing something hard and you pick up your phone because you're like, I got to scroll through something and and numb the mind and how that takes away and breaks up your workflow and breaks up a lot of your everyday, like what you need to get done. It's like a simple distraction. And that's just, um, based on honestly, probably lack of self-control in my life. Wow. That was interesting. <clears throat> you just said that you purpose every day is what I heard to do things, to, to have your day filled with things that are intentional. Try to. Yeah, what, is, well, what does that mean? When oh, you haven't mastered it yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> when, when, like, do you feel like that came up in some time in your life that you decided to do that? Because, you know, there's a lot of kids that are your age or younger even, or younger or older, but I mean, I'm thinking particularly younger, that, man, they don't want to have intention. They want to avoid intentionality because we're going to watch netflix or we're going to you know we don't want to do the work that's happening you know a lot of the a lot of us old people are talking about how the the work ethic of people to you know younger people today so was there a time when you said oh wow i am going to be intentional in whatever i do that's going to be a goal of my life was there a time that belief system started to ingrain itself in you um i can't necessarily think of like a specific 
like time, like a like a switch of a flip. I'm sure it was something that I shared with you. That was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually through base camp uh, after I went through it. Um, but I think with a lot of things, I think that's a it's a it's a learning curve. It's a process of of, of natural, like not natural, but very intentional, like it happening over a period of time. And I can definitely point back to a few resources of one, just like the people, <clears throat> some of the people in my life who were just inspiring that lived a life that I wanted to live, Got it, lived yeah. a life of intentionality. And so I'm making a note of that, of saying, okay, you're where I want to be. You have a quality or an attribute that I would like, a characteristic that I would like. You didn't just, you, you didn't just get it. Like it was, yeah. there's intentionality in there. And then um, quite a few books, whether that's, Comer's book, Live No Lies, talks about your your thoughts become your actions, your actions become your character. And just knowing that we really can't afford, if you like are really thinking about it, you really can't afford not to do things without intentionality. Um, because if the actions that we are doing is producing the character that we have or the person that we have, the person that everyone sees, then your actions need to be pretty intentional. I don't, I don't want to be a, like a victim of my circumstance and just let things happen. If it's, if my actions are really performing who I'm supposed to be or who I am. Um, and so I think it was just like over a period of time of learning that man, the life that we've been given is sweet and it's powerful and you can't waste it. It's mm, good. Suzanne. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that it just seems that, 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 that intentionality is connected to the um, a, a drive that's defining you, that's defining us as a person, and so that's what I think our pastor calls it guardrails. You know, as we as we set something before us that's intentional, I think that's powerful. It's good. Yeah, and so as they all are, we've talked about the fruits of the spirit. That it's not something that we do, although we do do it. It is something that we have because we have the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is who grows that fruit and has that fruit and gives us that fruit. And so, if self control is from God and it's been modeled by God through generations, then why do we think that God's values self control in His kingdom? I think we've mentioned this where the fruit of the spirit is in Galatians five that God says it's for freedom that Christ set us free. That, But God's version of freedom is he wants us to follow a certain way of life. He wants us to be free to follow a certain, intentional, if you will, that's a good way to say it, is it's intentional on following a certain way of life. It's not freedom to just lounge around and do whatever we want. Mm. And so self-control is the epitome of that. We are being intentional about God's ways and we believe that's why I was asking the question to Michael because I think that one of the things we do with our kids start well it starts with us but I mean is we want to have a belief system that we want to be intentional about God's ways and we believe God's ways are best and so that's why God values self-control because he really is seeing us um, you know Jesus said Take up your cross and follow me. He said, you know, those who want to save their life are going to lose it. It's all, it's all about, I was just reading this on the, on the flight back today about in uh, Francis Chan's book, Crazy Love, and it was just talking about how, you know, Jesus really didn't have a big middle ground. He's like, hey, let's go. And, and that's, to me, kind of what embodies self-control is that you're fully engaged that's with good. the things of God. Yeah, there's a there's a quote that I <clears throat> hesitate sharing because I don't know who said it, which I hate doing that a lot. 
But he says, the more I look into Christianity, the more I realize that it's trying to produce order so that the wild things can run free. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's beautiful because I think a lot of people will look at Christianity, um, look at following Jesus as a rule book, as uh, this is, I can't follow Christianity or I can't follow Jesus because I can't also do what I want to do. But if we know the character of God and we know the heart of God saying, no, I really believe like Romans 28 or Romans eight twenty eight is true that he works all things out for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Like you believe that the rules and statutes that God has set before us are actually for our best interest. Right. Like there's an actual thing like the guardrails that we talked about, that the, the, the boundaries and um, disciplines that the guardrails have fallen in pleasant lines um, is not to withhold from us anything that the goodness of God has, but instead to give us it like completely and fully. I think that there is a lot of thought process in, in our Christian world today, especially with the culture where it is and especially where technology is, that self-control means we are rigid. And, and really what... Or denied what, even, yeah, denied yeah. what we want or desire. And what Jesus would call that as a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. It, that somebody who's a rule follower. And you look at the life, you know, Jesus had the best self-control of anyone. But you don't get the picture that Jesus was consumed by his rules. He, there was a freedom about him. I think, Michael, you're talking about, I love that quote of running wild. He is the freedom to run wild. Um, that, that he's just, there was a flow to his life. He mixed with all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. He, he, there seemed to be a, um, a peace in his life and, and, and a joy in his life that, was, that transcended understanding because he did have self-control. Yeah, and I think that even part of that, too, is that um, how why God values it in his kingdom. To me, kingdom is attached to time, not eternal kingdom, but um, bringing God's kingdom here to earth because we only have so much time here on earth. And so to not have self-control creates a, um, a vacuum of time. If you're laying around watching TV all day or scrolling or, or goofing, you know, not doing anything, then you're not investing in God's kingdom. And that's why I think he thinks it's valuable because he's like, no, I've, I've given you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's limited. That's what you've got. What are you going to do with it to build my kingdom? I've given you one body, one temple. What are you going to fill it with to make it healthy and strong to serve my kingdom? And so I really think that self-control is actually a gift that he's, I mean, obviously it's a fruit of the spirit. It's a gift that he's given us to hold on to so that we can contain our sinful, selfish selves to build his kingdom. What's the opposite of self-control? Like, what does a lifestyle look like that someone is not walking in the Holy Spirit? I was having this conversation with my four-year-old grandson, Truett, uh, <laughs> in the last couple of days. Of, um, and um, he was like, uh, Pops, why don't you have a bunch of games on your phone? I like to play games, oh, yeah. Pops. That's what he tells it. me right yeah. now. I like your phone, yeah, yeah. I said, do you like it more than me? Yes, I like your phone more yeah. than you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he, because he really, and I say, Truett, I don't have those games on my phone because I don't think they're the best use of my time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, and if I, they're there, I will play them. And I still, even the one game, it's on my phone right now. I find myself sometimes playing it too much throughout the day. 
And it just feels like, you know, that's to me as an example. And I'm having the conversation with the four-year-old and he's so, you know, they're so raw and so honest. I like technology. Pops, I like, I like games. Can we play? And he wakes up in the morning. Pops, can I get your iPad out? Can I play games on your iPad? And I'm like, you know, trying to have a conversation. Well, true. Maybe you should think about other things because, you know, and, and that's an example of maybe I'm, I'm really saying to him, really what how could we have self-control and be more mm-hmm. better intentional about what we're doing and um and and so um i think of that as being a um just you know there's things that are um detrimental to us we think about self-control of things that are you know looking at pornography or something would be something that's a uh, you know definitely not self-control but sometimes it's just things that are you know it, it may be just things that aren't best you know spending our time with things that aren't best and then uh, you know a lot of times i think about you know how much time do I get to play? Yeah. You know, what, what is the play versus the intentionality of things and the purposefulness of life? Because you can also, it becomes pharisaical because you can also do too much that way and then everything's got to have a purpose. And so, and you start sure. to get into this and you start to lose the joy of life because it's all so purposeful. Yeah, I think that there's, as I was like thinking through this podcast and you hit on it big time, I was like, well, like, what do I have to say to parents who are like <laughs> parenting their kids. I have zero kids and don't plan on having any time, <laughs> anytime soon. Um, but I was really thinking oh, about I thought, like, I thought he was going to say anytime. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. You like no. the word soon yeah. after that, me too. Yeah, we can keep, they're it, gonna we be can keep so, it at any time They're right going to be so cute. But I was thinking about that and obviously I'm not in the shoes of a parent anytime soon. <laughs> I am... <clears throat> was like realizing, like just asking myself or like thinking like, what did y'all do? What did people in my life do to establish self-control discipline? I think it's a synonym for that. And true, it is such a cool picture or any four-year-old or any toddler is such a cool picture because they are so honest. They're speaking from the desires of their heart. Our, our heart is wicked. Our heart is sick and wicked from birth due to sin and a lot of times like that childhood behavior like needs to be like treasured and taken care of for sure but it also has to be disciplined like it also has to like be <clears throat> transformed into um like someone who has self-control that's a, a, a huge important quality and characteristic and i was like okay how does that happen like how does that even process because it's not natural it's like, it's, it's the farthest thing from natural. Like I, there's desires I have inside of my heart that you, you simply just cannot act on. Right. You get cut off in traffic. Like you just can't, you can't act on the desires <laughs> that you have because they're, they're, they're deceitful a lot of the times, mm-hmm. um, or they're, they're wicked or they're sick. And I was like really thinking, I was like, okay, even Madeline and her parenting Truett and stuff like that, I realized that so much of self-control or discipline is not taught, but in like the cliche here, it's more caught, um, and realizing like <clears throat> there wasn't no one's no one sat me down no one like was like you have to be disciplined like you have to have self-control like this is like the most important like you have to have it there's obviously correction here's all the areas you need to have self-control it wasn't like a fire hydrant no and if they did do that i wasn't i was like i don't, I don't care about that like at the time <laughs> i was a 10 year old boy 12 year old boy i was like i want to go out and play like that's what i want to do <clears throat> but it wasn't until like I got inspired, which is like seeing somebody else have discipline. If you're the parent, you get to be the 
primary driver of that is your kid sees you you're the, you're the primary caregiver they get to see you more than often more often than anybody else it's like oh i see and even like a small example is like you work out every day it's like you didn't necessarily tell us we had to work out but now you have seven kids that really value working out and that's something that you're not like this is how you do it you didn't teach me how to work out at all like mm-hmm. i'm not going to learn back squat from you that'd be bad <laughs> um, true <laughs> but <clears throat> your simple act of, of like running and, and working out in the barn and stuff like that is like, that's just caught. That discipline yeah. is caught. You didn't teach us a lot of it. And so I mean, I'm sure y'all say this all the time of like your actions are so much more impactful than your words are. So yeah. it's like, if, man, if you want your kid to have discipline, go have discipline. Be yeah. disciplined. Yeah, be disciplined yeah. yourself. Show them what it looks like to a lot time to play games on your phone. Show them what it looks like to a lot time on Netflix. Show them what it looks like to a lot time for working. Show them what it looks mm-hmm. like to a lot time for for hanging out with Jesus and and basking in his presence. Like that as I'm on the back end of it of childhood and walking into young adulthood, that is what inspired me a lot more than someone being like you don't have enough discipline whenever I pop out. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to go. So good. I want to go down a couple of paths with you, Michael. One of them is, is that um, um, I, I think it's good. And it's something that I did with you, but I'd like to hear you say about the value of it. Um, over the last few years, I have put you in front of a lot of men. You know, you also pursued it as mm-hmm. mentors, but also like, hey, Michael, you know, you need to meet this guy. And, and, what would you say has been the value of that in helping you shape the way you're going to pursue your career in life? Yeah, there's, um, there's, I think you're hitting at the question. If you have to, if you ask the question of like, how do you have discipline? How do you have self-control? That's like the fruit. Like we need to get to like the root question of like the question behind that. Um, and that was kind of what I was like hitting at a little bit earlier of like, Okay, but like, why? Like, why do you need to have self-control? Like, why do you need to have discipline in the first place? Like, what does that even, what does that even mean? What does that even look like? Um, And I think so much of it comes from like the vision and the goal and the path that you're wanting to go down and the goal that you're wanting to pursue. So to answer your question, throughout my junior and senior year of high school, I met with who knows how many people in multiple different professions just grabbed my hand inside of your network dad and was just asking people left and right and fell in love with it and got to continue doing it throughout college and it all kind of stemmed from advice I got from um one of the guys that mentored me he's like the best thing you can do um as I was like looking for jobs and looking for all that stuff and figuring out what I want to do with my life he's like the best thing you can do um is first figure out what you don't want to do like the question of figuring out what do you want to do with your life is a daunting question that no 20-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old should have to answer. That doesn't make sense. Um, But a very practical answer is, a very practical question is, what do you not want to do with your life? And then from there, you can answer a lot of things. I met with some of your lawyer friends, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I met with some of your commercial real estate friends. I was like, I don't want to do that. And I just like started checking off the boxes one by one until I met somebody where I was like, you're going into sales, you have a life, like, I want to do that. Whatever you're doing, I want to do that. And so the the question is like discipline and self-control and trying to stay on that topic is okay. If you don't have self-control, if you don't have discipline in an area first, ask yourself like why and um, like why, and what, what is the motivating? What's the reason behind it? Um, because it's going to get hard. Everyone knows it's hard to keep your self-control. 
But whenever it gets hard, it's like, okay, but no, my greater purpose and my greater vision behind it is something so much stronger. That's going to give me the strength. Your key there was inspiration. What's inspired you, that's the drive. That goes down to the root of that. So the it's not taught, it's caught, but are you inspired? Are we are parents inspiring? What's inspired you? And so you went through the list of all the things that you knew that you didn't want to do until you found something that inspired you, someone that inspired you, and then you wanted to do that. And so I think that parents, that's a really good key, is you can say to your kids all day long, you need to have self-control, choose self-control, self-control is the way to go. But if you inspire them with the underlying thought process of we want to clean our room because of this and it's a blessing to everybody you know you put that inspiration in there then they're going to have the the self-control or the discipline to clean their room or drink water I mean I think that's one of the things that at the you know when we would go out to a restaurant it was very expensive to give everybody a beverage a coke and we had everybody convinced that cokes were really bad for them anyway you know it was and so to but we inspired them to drink healthy drink your water drink your and so Anyway, what were you going to say? Well, I was also going to say that another thing that I think, you know, we talked about living by example, but also putting the right people into your kids' lives is really helpful that they meet with, talk to, whether that be youth group or, you know, mentors or whatever. I think, those, you know, putting people because ultimately you want something to click in your kid's head that says, hey, I want to be in- intentional. I want to have the fruits of the Spirit. I want to have self-control. I also wanted to explore, too, uh, one of the things that Michael, you and I have talked about a lot is, um, you know, accountability. And so I feel like that you've also pursued accountability, particularly with your friends. And, you know, and, and how does that help you to have self-control and be more intentional? <laughs> yeah, uh, accountability sucks. <laughs> um what does that mean? Sucks. It sounds so fabulous. <laughs> no, if, no, that's the that's, you're not doing accountability right. <laughs> if it's so fabulous and it's great, um, yeah. Whenever, whenever you tell people your goals, your dreams, your values, like they become a reality. Like they're they're stuck in your head if you don't communicate anybody or anything um, to anybody, and therefore it's easy to get off the hook. It's so easy to say, oh, I have this desire that I want to do or this goal that I want to accomplish. And I'm not going to tell anybody because like, ah, I'm afraid it's not going to happen. It's like, well, if you, if you want it to happen, tell somebody, tell the right person, your person, your Jonathan, if it's the story of Jonathan and David, like tell your people. Um, and it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to confront that reality of saying, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't measure up this week. And to hear that love and that rebuke, um, if it's right, um, well, it's interesting you just said um, that most people think of accountability and they think about telling each other their sins. But you were talking about using accountability to tell each other your dreams. Explore that a little bit. Yeah. I, I, and how did you come up with that? I definitely didn't come up with it. Um, probably read it somewhere. <laughs> just plagiarizing everybody today. Um, but yeah, if it can, it can be, it can be, a positive aspect or, 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 or a negative aspect, either one, either quitting a bad habit or pursuing a good habit, um, are both positive. Um, but there's like this, I guess you would mm, just continuing to move, continuing to move forward. And you can't, you can't do it alone. Like you really, you really can't do it alone. Um, it's just more, it's just more powerful whenever you like have somebody who's also fighting alongside of you, giving you the motivation because, 
we all know it. We've all set goals and didn't meet up to the measure of it for sure. Um, but having that extra push whenever you can't push anymore, like I think of Moses and him holding up his arms. And I think it was Aaron and you're or somebody else who was holding up his arms as the, the war was waging on and he had to win the war and they had to win the war. And as long as he kept his arms up, the war was going to, Israelites were going to prevail. Um, but he couldn't, you can only keep your arms up for so long. You can only work on self-control for so long, um, on your own willpower for so long. It takes a village. It takes people. It takes being refreshed by the Holy spirit. And so often have I found that working through other people. Oh, wow. And that's so cool. So I think, you know, one of the things is, and, and, you know, one of the things to notice is it wasn't really accountability with his parents. It was accountability with peers primarily, I think. And, and so just encouraging your kids to have strong relationships. And this, it does, you know, God never intended us. And I think that's when, when you see your kid withdrawing, when you see them not interacting with people, when you see them not being transparent, um, that's a signal that maybe they're struggling with self-control. Well, one of the one of the things that I wanted to talk about for just a second is when self control when it comes to maybe some of the relationships in your life, primarily with God. Like, what does that look like? Because I know that so many times, especially like as a busy mom or you know a dad that's rushing out the door, for sure a teenager who's got time for God. Who's got time for the um, to get in His Word and to journal and all of that stuff? And so, just tell us a little bit about your journey with that because you're very diligent to hang out with God and your cup of coffee every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the verse that's been encouraging recently, and it it comes in seasons. I think that that is um, a big key for productivity is, man, whenever there's seasons where you're desiring the Lord and if you're like me, there's seasons you're, you're not desiring the Lord or you're not desiring the Word of God at least. Sometimes it's really easy and it's so sweet to read the word of God. And sometimes it's like really challenging and Mm -hmm. really, really hard. Um, And that ebbs and flows all the time. So one, taking the most out of the times where it's super sweet and thanking the Lord and being like, self-control and discipline is easy right now. Like, thank you. Like, this is is sweet. I'm gonna make the most of it when it's easy. But when it's hard and when it's really hard and getting connected to the Lord and um, the verse that's been really encouraging is in first or second Corinthians that talks about how he's transforming us from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory and really like meditating and breaking that down. One degree is so small, like it's so small, Mm -hmm. like one tiny degree of glory to one degree of glory. Like you're not going to see that in a day. You're not going to see that in one quiet time. You're not going to see that in a week of quiet times. You might see it in a month of quiet times, like or time of the Lord or whatever you want to call it. Um, we're really having that vision, if we're going back to it, of loving the journey and not just the destination of saying, <clears throat> okay, this right here, just like food, like tell me what y'all ate a week ago for lunch, last right. Wednesday for lunch. Not a clue. I have no idea. I don't even know what I ate for breakfast this morning. <laughs> it's like so similar with the word of God. It's like just because we can't recall exactly what we ate or exactly what we read this morning does not mean it didn't nourish us and provide us energy and food and value for the day, for the week, for that time period. And using that mindset, uh, and you have to come back to it often, 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 often. Daily manna. I think there's a lot to be said about um, 
like having reminders everywhere, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, whether that's on your mirror, whether that's in your mm-hmm. car. I have the one of the similar notes written on the top of my journal that I just spent 10 minutes and I wrote the same thing out every single on every single page of my journal. So it's like every time I open the journal, I know that I'm winning the day. I'm pursuing the values. I'm whatever, whatever that cheesy, catchy phrase is that I'm <laughs> working on at the time. But if it's not in front of you, you're not going to be reminded of it. You're going to most likely not succeed. Mm. Yeah, good. I think that one of the things I just got out of that is that self-control comes from vision. Definitely. That if you don't have vision for your life, you're not going to have, you don't have purpose and direction and that vision breeds intentionality. And so, you know, parents, we tend to focus on you need to do this. You need to, why aren't you spending time with God? Or why aren't you doing this? Or why don't you do more? Why are you so lazy or whatever? Instead, what if we cast vision for our kids and we inspired them yeah. to follow God? And then the the task start are the result of the vision. Definitely. And wouldn't you say that that's kind of how that happened in your life? That you, you're, yeah, as a the story that I learned, uh, experienced this past semester, um, through November through January, I was doing like a pretty intense like fitness challenge, and it involved a lot of working out, a lot of working out outside during the cold days, just like, and it was really good for me, and I was learning a lot about discipline and self control, motivation of just having like a no matter what mentality, no matter rain, shine, snow, whatever, like I'm gonna go do this fitness challenge, and it was over a couple of months, and as I was reflecting on it, I finished towards the end of January. And as I was reflecting on it and looking at the people around me, I noticed that... They weren't as in shape as you are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I noticed that everybody started working out. Like, I I didn't tell one person to work out. I didn't, like, say, this is you you should do this. Barely even advertised that I was doing the challenge. Like, it it wasn't like a... I told my accountability group so that they could keep me accountable, um, my accountability brothers. But it was just, like, this fascinating... Um, lesson that I learned of, man, if if you want something in your child, if you want something in your spouse, like, what if you did it first? Like, what if you did it first? What if you led the way? And I say this as a single, no married, not married (laughs) guy, so take that. But you had an experience where you saw people doing it. It was a ripple effect. You did an action and they followed you. You saw that. And so that does apply to family. that, That was the most like beneficial thing out of the entire fitness challenge. Like the fitness challenge was great, got more in shape or whatever, like whatever the the fruit of that challenge was awesome personally, but the sweetest part was watching my roommates work out. Like the sweetest part was watching some of my sisters like get back into working out or whatever that looked like. And that is what I was like, this is important. Like this is what you have to do and you can lead the way in it. I love that. So. Yeah, so. Self-control. Yeah, there you go. We have a whole series. If this is the first one you're listening to, we have a whole series on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and, you know, Suzanne, as we finish this, wrap up this series, go back to the first. And, you know, you and you and Macy, Macy's our third daughter that works with us at Crazy Cool Family, kind of had a vision for and tell the parents why they should go back and listen. What was it about the fruit of the Spirit that you guys wanted? You had a vision for it, kind of a kind of a word from the Lord about why we did the fruits of the spirit this summer. 
Yeah, so just to wrap up, you know, it's found in Galatians 5, 25, or it's found in Galatians 5, but the, the key verse in that is, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And as parents, we want all these fruit in our kid. We want them to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If they sold it at the grocery store, we would be buying it in bulk, you know, to, to feed to our children. That's what we want from them. And so our vision behind it was to know that we have to step in the spirit we have to have the holy spirit we have to be that example like we talked today we have to be that inspiration of those fruits so that our kids can see them but we also have to know them and we have to call them by name and we have to point out when our children i you have the fruit of love right now that's a beautiful oh i can see joy right there and just train them in what a, what the fruit is and what it looks like and what it's called and how to how do you define it and how you act it out because our kids are a blank slate and what we write on them is what they will become. And so what we want to write on them is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So every summer, and this is kind of going to the fall a little bit, we, we, uh, we slow down our pace of the podcast and we focus on like last summer. If you want to go back to that, we did interviews with all of our children and we kind Just of, like we did this yeah, summer. We kind of did it this summer, <laughs> except we did it under the, under the, fruit of the spirit and uh so more to come as we um uh just a couple things as we end one of them is more podcasts to come we'll start back on a weekly schedule in the fall we've got some exciting guests coming up so we'll transition a little bit to still being in the culture as we've done all year but but some exciting guests coming up some really cool episodes in the meantime we are wrapping up our bring on the fruit series and we are excited you're with us go back and listen to the messages the messages the other podcast and we are as always parents go be crazy crazycoolfamily.com